Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Welcome to Flames Nation Radio. I am Ryan Pike, along with, as always, Shane Stevenson. That's me. Hi, Shane. Hello, everybody. Uh, as always, uh, Flames Nation Radio is delivered to you by DoorDash and uh, also presented by Eau Claire Distilleries, Rupert's Whiskey, the official whiskey of the Calgary Flames. It's been an interesting week, Shane. Uh, ah. Since the last, so here, in, in a nutshell, folks, here, here is basically, we'll get into these things in some detail, but here is what we, here is basically how the last, uh, seven days has transpired in the land of Calgary hockey. Uh, number one. So literally uh, a couple hours after we recorded uh, last week's episode on Wednesday, uh, before the episode even went up after we praised uh, Matt Coronado, uh, the United States ended up losing our, uh, a heartbreaker to Czechia. I mean, uh, let's, let's give a, a shout out to, uh, to uh, the Czech team. They took it to, <laughs> the United States, they, they, they played their game and the United States did not. And as a result, the United States did not make it to the semifinal, but Coronado ended up having a, a very good tournament and he is mm-hmm. uh, headed back to Harvard for his uh, sophomore season. Uh, for those of you wondering, uh, we've written about this on the site. Generally speaking, uh, players, high-end players who go to Harvard don't stay for the full four years. Most of them uh, high-end players sign after two years more often than not. Uh, some players stay longer because they're Adam Fox and they really want to play in a particular place. But for the most part, American born players, regardless of uh, the country of the team that drafted them, uh, Cole Caulfield is an American man who signed with the Montreal Canadians out of us college because Cole Caulfield really wanted to play NHL hockey and has done so and has done quite well. Uh, my expectation is that uh I am not one to make predictions, but, uh, let's the the NCAA regionals are in mid March. The frozen four is in the first week of April. Uh, I think we'll probably, I would imagine we see Matt Coronado in a flames Jersey at some point during the season. I've been wrong before. It's just a gut feeling based on everything I'm hearing and seeing. And, you know, he's, uh, Shane, I'm, I'm, you know, Shane, you pointed us out in, in the Flames Nation Slack, uh, I believe. Uh, you know what Scott Wheeler said? Uh, our Scott friend Wheeler said he was ready to play tomorrow. Yeah, tomorrow. Scott, Scott, Scott Wheeler, uh, cheap plug for our friends over the Athletic. Uh, Scott Wheeler uh, posted his rundown of players uh, at the World Juniors. It's very extensive because that's how Scott rolls. Uh, and Scott's breakdown of uh, Matt Coronado's tournament basically said he was the, he was the U- Team USA's best forward and he can play in the NHL tomorrow. Uh, mm-hmm. Granted, Coronado will have, you know, 
my guess is my guess is he plays you know he's going back to school he has yeah, not signed sure. a contract he's going back to school he'll play a year with a very prominent role for harvard harvard is a very good team he's one of the best players in a very good team and generally speaking for college players it's sort of a matter of what do you have left to do to develop at the at the NCAA level? Uh, we saw Coronado in, at the uh, against his age group uh, in the in the World Sugars. You know, let's you know if we're being honest, you know. he, he's he stood out for skill wise. He also stood out because he's a little small. He's not going to get less small. He's I think he's listed at five ten, so he's Mangiapane size. He's a little bit skinnier than Mangiapane, and I imagine the the lighter NCAA schedule allows him to go to the gym more often, beef up a bit, go, maybe, uh, maybe he can, the flames will help him out with his meal plan and he can, you know, add a little bit of protein to his diet and sort of beef up a bit there too. Uh, the flames, uh, the, the, during the, for, for those of you wondering, uh, the NCAA rules for, uh, for college players are very specific about what they can and can't accept from NHL teams because they have to maintain their amateur status. That's why, uh, when a player signs a pro contract, they lose their amateur eligibility. That's why you don't see much like with major junior. I mean, you have players sign their entry level deals and then go pro later on, but that's not an option for college players. So it's just a matter of, you know, weighing your options. Uh, the flames can and are uh, involved in sort of helping guide his development. They're in regular contact with Coronado, with his coaches, with his, his advisor, you're not allowed to say agent the NCAA players don't have agents they're advisors even though they're the same thing much like how the Calgary uh, they're advisors Cal- until he signs his first deal it's, and then he's it's, an agent. it's a it's a semantic it's a semantic distinction that makes everyone feel better it's like the difference between an arena and an event center uh yeah. even even though you know the advisor is advising a, a potential NHL player on his future NHL contract but we don't call them agents because they're not allowed to have agents it's a it's Fair weird, enough. but any, anyway, uh, we're sorry for jinxing you, Matt Coronado, last week. Yeah, uh, we uh, kind of for- pooched that. <sighs> Yay, hey, th- we had a 50-50 chance of jinxing them, and we jinxed them. Audie's not here this week, so we're blaming Audie uh, because, because we can. Audie will be back with us in future weeks. To, uh, he'll, be, he'll, be, <laughs> he'll be popping in every now and then to provide some levity to the situation and be someone we can blame for things. So, Audie, oh, we're, okay. so- we're sorry yeah. for blaming this on you, but it's easy for us to do when you're not here to defend yourself. So that's what we're doing. Uh, as as, as uh, we transition to other things, uh, important reminder, folks, uh, All-You-Can-Eat Rib Fest in Montana's lasts until September 12th. Uh, they have the All-You-Can-Eat Rib menu. You can go. You can get messy. Uh, hashtag get Montana's messy. Yeah. Uh, post your videos and photos of yourself with ribs all over your face. Uh, they have great sauces. They have great ribs. They have the, the combo where you get ribs. You get chicken. You get shrimp skewers. You get your choice sides. The cornbread's really good. Uh, again, all you can eat ribs on until uh, September twelfth at Montana's. Uh, we're not just we're not just being paid to plug Montana's. We're big fans of Montana's. I had the I ribs am la- a huge fan. I, I had the ribs last week and I forgot to take a photo. Uh, to be honest, my hands are so messy that I couldn't grab my camera to take a photo. And uh, I don't look great to begin with, so I don't really want to put uh, put too much sauce in my face. To you know, I'm I'm already fighting an uphill battle. But uh, hashtag uh, get Montana's messy. You can win fabulous prizes, and if even if you don't win fabulous prizes, you get lots of ribs. So there's really no downside. Uh, speaking of no downside, as we alluded to, a lot of stuff happened the last week. So there's some good and some bad. Some rivals and departures. We'll handle the arrivals first. Uh, as had been so as, essentially. Let's back it up, folks. So since these 
Stanley Cup final concluded and the Calgary Flames were mulling their options, many in the hockey community, both people working in front offices and just goons like us, had thought to ourselves, man, okay, they probably could have used a bit more uh, je ne sais quoi, let's say. What's the French, how the French would say, I don't know what. Uh, the Flames... And they needed a little oomph. Yeah, they, the, 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 the Flames in, in the Battle of Alberta in particular, after, you know, Chris Tanev, probably the grittiest player on the team. Uh, Best defensive player for sure. Yeah, but he was their glue guy. But also, you know, if you're if you're calling the Flames tough to play against, one of the one of the guys who's a reason they are tough to play against is Chris Tanev. Chris Tanev was not 100. percent Chris Tanev was not close to 100. Uh, percent Chris Tanev underwent surgery and he's feeling better. So good, good for you, Chris. We're excited to see you back 100 percent soon. Pumped to have him back. But if you're if you were you know if you're doing the post mortem on the 22 Flames and their uh, demise in the Battle of Alberta. Uh, one of the reasons they didn't win was that they simply didn't play their game and they didn't play their structure. They didn't, they didn't play gritty enough. Uh, and well, honestly, they just really didn't look like the Flames. So if you're going, okay, well, they need a bit more of the stuff that Chris Tanev brings. The obvious person to look at acquiring would have been Nazem Kadri because Nazem Kadri. Uh, he's a bull in a china shop. Uh, his, I, I did a, a, a chat with uh, the folks at the Calgary Eye Opener on CBC Radio earlier this week. One of the things that they mentioned that you know has been mentioned many times in the past is Nazem Kadri's been suspended a lot. He's been fined a lot. He's suspended a lot. Uh, much like the, the, the departed uh, Matthew Kachuk. And you know, for both those players, I think the, the through line between all their suspensions and uh, chicanery was they're players that are engaged in the game. And sometimes they just go a bit over the, over the line. And, yeah. but you know, the nice thing is at least they're, at least they're invested in the game. So the, the flame, you know, the, I imagine the flames were interested the, in not some Kadri from the, the flames get-go. weren't scared of that back when he was with the Leafs. Cause they tried to get him. Like they were like, yeah. we don't care. Like yeah. we so want him. Like the, we the, want that grittiness. The, so the Flames have been interested in Nazem Kadri for a while. Uh, he's a player that Brad True Living really likes uh, and has liked for a while. In 2019, in the offseason, the Flames uh, infamously made, basically made a trade for him. But Nazem Kadri at the time had a, a no-trade list on in his, in his contract, and he wanted to stay in the, with the Toronto Maple Leafs. He's a guy who grew up in London, Ontario. He grew up a mm-hmm. Leafs fan. He wanted to stay with the Leafs. Didn't work out that way when he said no to the trade to the Calgary. They traded him to Colorado instead. Uh, and, and he played out. Colorado, yeah, he played out the remainder of his contract in in Colorado, and uh, this was worked out, worked out pretty well for him. I think. It worked out pretty well for Colorado. Too. I, I think so. I think he, so. he got a he got a Stanley Cup ring uh, this past uh, summer in Colorado. Colorado got a trophy and got na- their names on it and stuff, so it worked out pretty well. But the, the Colorado Avalanche had a bunch of different things they need to do with different players, and so uh, as of as you know, the Colorado Avalanche were interested in bringing him back. They didn't have the cast space to bring him back. The Calgary Flames were interested pretty much since, uh, you know, since the onset of free agency, especially once they realized that they probably, you know, they probably wouldn't and then definitely wouldn't have Johnny Gaudreau and then probably wouldn't and then definitely wouldn't have Matthew Kachuk. Uh, but, but the Matthew Kachuk thing changed the way it looked. The Matthew Kachuk thing changed the way it looked. So the, 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 the Flames were talking to Kadri's camp, but mm-hmm. I don't think it really got serious until – fairly recently and the thing that probably changed was the flames got Mackenzie Weaker and Jonathan Uberdo and all of a sudden it went from oh no what are the flames going to do to huh what are the flames going to do so yeah. here's, here's what happened there was a two-part transaction uh, a two pro, a two-part transaction part one 
is the Flames traded with a myriad of conditions. A It'll probably end up being a 2025 first round pick. Uh, and Most Sean likely. Monahan, the la- the fi- in, with one year left in his contract, making $6.375 million, to the Montreal Canadiens for future consideration. So the yes, Flames but- essentially, the Flames essentially, uh, stapled a draft. Uh, uh, their extra, they got a the, the, the draft the, pick they got for Kachuk. Basically, the Flames got an extra draft, uh, extra first round pick in the trade with the uh, the Florida Panthers for Matthew Kachuk. They got Huberto, McWeeger, Schwint, and a first. Uh, the first is conditional. So the Flames essentially went, okay, we have an extra first. Montreal, do you want a first for eating the last year of Monahan's contract? Uh, the Habs are. They're not going to be great next year. Uh, they got the first overall pick this past year. Uh, they have, they're probably not going to have uh, carry price this season because of price's injuries and his knee not rehabbing as well as they had hoped it would. So they have the ability to eat a bad contract and uh, I'll give credit to Kent Hughes, the, the new GM of the Montreal Canadians. He, I wouldn't say he had Brad living over a barrel, but Treliving said uh, during the, the media call he had with uh, us, us media types after the, after the transactions went down, the Flames didn't want to go into a situation where everyone knew they needed to pay someone to open up cap space for them. So uh, they worked out a deal with, with, with uh, they the did, They just did it. They just were like, yeah. okay, you're the first person we've talked to. Let's get this done. Like yeah. you're, you're the first you're, person that's shown real interest. Let's, let's do it. What's your price? Clubs are allowed to spend 10% over the cap during the offseason. Mm-hmm. The Flames didn't really want to do that because it invites any number of complications. Uh, but so it's the same price the Leafs had to pay to get rid of last year of Marlowe's deal. Exactly the same price that was paid. So and, that's and, the market and, said at that price, that six point million worth of cap space worth and, a pick. And we'll get we'll get into the the Monahan of it all in a little bit. But for Monahan's coming off of for lack of a better term, a shitload of surgeries. Yeah, um, Sean, we'll get we'll talk about Sean Monahan in a little bit, but Monahan has, in in a nutshell, paid the price for the style of play he's done and the types of goals he scored. Uh, the the term that they use for the area around the blue paint and in the slot is the high rent district, and Sean Monahan has gotten the shit beaten out of him, uh, scoring many many paid many goals for the Calgary Flames in the thirteen in the twenty thirteen draft class. He's third points third in goals uh the guys ahead of him in goals are what nathan, is it? McKinnon. Uh, nathan mckinnon and sasha barkov i was gonna say I, yeah, the guys who went for one and two yeah sean monahan at, at six overall has been exceptionally good value for the flames and unfortunately for him he has had horrible luck he goes to the high rent district and every time you set up your shop there you roll the dice and unfortunately the the dice have come up snake eyes for sean too many times he's coming off of uh he two years ago actually yeah last summer he had hip labrum surgery on one of his hips this summer he had hip labrum surgery on the other side of his hips uh you don't really know what he's going to be and so because the flame because if you're montreal the question is what are you getting and the answer is i don't know and so you got a year year of them yeah a a year a year of i don't know and And if if he shows up for montreal as well he shows up and actually turns into a decent point productor, they could flip him at the deadline again for something yep. else. So it's an, it's if Montreal's not trying to compete, they got a first round pick and they might get even more out of Sean Monahan. It's a win 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 for them. Calgary gets back to the Cadre. Calgary only ends up spending an extra seven hundred fifty thousand. They're still under the cap with only Rizicka to sign. 
Um, now they've, they've still got room to add more if they want to uh, on the wing, well, especially let's, let's, if let's, they move a defender out. Let me get my my phone calculator here. So yeah, you uh, know, so no the, one knows the cap the, like this, so. the second part of of the transaction was that the Flames, uh, with the cap space opened up from uh, from the the uh, the transaction for Nazem, for Sean Monahan, they signed Nazem Kadri to a seven year deal worth seven million dollars a year, forty nine million dollars total. Uh, in the first, I think four years, it includes a no move clause. Yeah. Uh, it's not very heavy in, in signing bonuses. It's got a few bonuses, but it's it's buyoutable, which is nice for Monahan, for Kadri's perspective. Uh, he ha- is basically locked in with Calgary for as long as he wants to be, at least for four years. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, we'll, we'll have some details on the site uh, sometime on Thursday, but the cap's probably going to go up fairly significantly in 2024. So the Flames are going to live lean this season, the 22-23 season. They, they don't really have a lot of crazy shit to deal with next offseason. They have, you know, uh, Milan Lucic coming off the books. Uh, it will be a little bit tight because uh, if you're someone who's doing your, your cap math, the thought process prior to, to uh, Nazem Kadri getting signed was, okay, so you have Monaghan and Lucic coming off the books. That's like 11 million, 11, 11 and change. And, but you'd also have new deal for Uyghur probably and a new deal for Huberdeau. So Huberdeau one jumped she had 5 million. So, yeah. So the, the idea, if your thought process was, okay, so Huberdeau and and Uyghur would get the money freed up by Lucic and Monaghan. Congratulations. You're thinking the exact same way Shane and I were. And, and it's already suddenly, done, by the way. Yeah, and, 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 <laughs> the and money's so, already taken up now. Yeah, so they're they're gonna have to do some work to make life simple for themselves in terms of Uyghur's salary, but that's another problem. That's that's Brad Living's problem. The other thing is, even say no matter what happens with Lucha at the end of the year, the role he's filling can be filled with that. If you bring him back, little maybe, but I'm not gonna roll that out until the end of the year. I gotta see how the year goes. But even then, if you're gonna fill a fourth line role ideally you're not spending more than even like what you paid Rooney, right? Like 1.3, like Rooney, ideally, Rooney's still making more than he probably should. Yeah. I agree. The same thing with Gabranson last year, more than what his reputation earned him uh, prior to it. But you know, you can backfill that with either a young player that, you know, that plays a fourth line style or, you could save some money there and, and go with a league man. Much, much like, much like the flames <laughs> philosophy, the flames philosophy was uh, heading into the 2022 playoffs with Kachuk and Gaudreau pending UFA and RFA. Uh, their philosophy was, you know what? We're going to make a run for it and we'll see wh- what happens afterwards. And it turned out weird. Then it turned out much better for them. Their philosophy yeah. probably heading into this, this uh, they'd, lo- they'd love to have everything figured out cap wise for 23 24 season right now that's not an option really and i don't think they really care to make it an option until they have to uh no. you can you can figure it out so the, the cool so essentially the the flames the transaction more or less worked out to monahan's roster spot and cap space for cadre yep. and there's they're spending about i think six hundred and fifty thousand dollars or six 625 or something like it that. It was 6.35. So it was 650 more on six three, uh, 375. Yeah. More on like, yeah, I think 625 or something like that. It's, anyway, they're spending like, you know, less than a league minimum player more for Kadri than Monaghan. All due respect to Sean Monaghan, I think Kadri's an upgrade, at least right now. He's older. Yeah. He's got more miles on him. Yeah. Uh, and he's shown he, a propensity to bounce back from previous injuries. And, yeah. And he's got a ring. And so, yeah, the Flames, the Flames center depth right now, uh, their top three lines uh, will be centered by a combination of 
Selkie runner-up uh, Elias Lindholm, Stanley Cup champion Nazem Kadri, and perennial Selkie vote-getter Michael Backlund. Michael and Backlund. Mr. Flame. He's yeah. Mr. Flame now, by the way. Michael, he, Backlund, Michael Backlund is Mr. Flame. He's, what, third all-time? Tied for second or tied for third all-time in games played? When he ends his contract, if he doesn't miss a game over the next two years, he'll have 990 games played in the Flames uniform by the end of his deal. Yeah, so... Uh, oh, I, I just shy of a thousand. I was, we were, we were talking about this off air. We can't think, I can't in my, in my memory, I can't think of a time when the flames on paper have had better, uh, one, two, three center depth. They haven't period. Uh, and the cool thing is like this, you know, we talked, we've talked in the past about, uh, you know, last week's episode, we went through the lineup. Uh, we talked about their defensive versatility. Holy cow. Um, if yeah, you're Daryl Sutter, if you're Daryl Sutter and the idea is you want to be able to throw, different looks at opposition teams especially in a playoff series but even just you know you're gonna have situations where you play san jose a couple times in two or three days you're gonna play st louis a couple times in two or three days sort yeah. of mini series those are gonna be remarkable experiments for the team's death because i think both of them are two games on the road and other teams burn but you have the ability to do all kinds of stuff i mean i think by default i would assume huberto is on the first line but it's huberto lindholm and somebody and then your second line is probably I don't know, some combination of Kadri with Mangiapani to Foley Coleman, like two of those three guys. Your third I'm line is probably Dubé, Backlund, Pelche on paper, although who, like, they still have, I, I I think really, they still have two points. I got to open a spreadsheet. I really think that the lines are going to end up nothing like any of us actually think they're going to, to start. And then as time goes on, Daryl just, the guy, he, he's a chess player and he knows what he's doing. Right now, right now, uh, the Flames have uh, $2.136 million in cap space remaining. Uh, and that is with two goaltenders, seven defensemen, the seventh defenseman being Yusuf Alamaki, the most expensive seventh they can have. And uh, 12 forwards. Uh, so that assumes no extra forwards. Uh, but they're going to have an extra forward. So they're going to do they're something. Gonna someone, either whether it's Rizicka or even someone else on so top of that. I, I yeah. think this is, this is going to be a really interesting camp because I think they're, I think the flames could do some creative things with PTOs. Um, because defensive wise, I think they're set. I, I think they'd be open to trading some of their defensive depth for some forward help. Uh, and I think I'm, I'm, you know, we've been, you know, we've been pointing this out. If uh, if you bury Valimaki in the AHL, he has a cap hit in the NHL. So that's dead cap space. The Flames would love to avoid dead cap space. So I think and that's, they, even, that's if he even clears waivers. If he clears waivers, he doesn't have to deal with it anyway. But yeah. I think I think if you're the Flames, you'd love to get something for him. But you're also dealing with the fact that teams might think, oh, I can just get him for free on waivers. But if he has a good camp, there will be multiple teams trying to get him on waivers. So that's an X factor. Uh, the Flames also have actually a bunch a of guys. Valimaki actually plays in Calgary's favor because then there'll actually be people bidding for him. Yep. So I think that's going to be something to watch during camp. Uh, also, yeah, I think I think there's a lot of interesting PTO options potentially at the forward level. I think they have more than enough goaltenders. They have more than enough defensemen. The forward depth is a question mark, and I think they're aware of it, and they're trying to address it. And shocker, they have 2.1. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. 
So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. $4 million in cash base with which to address it. I don't think they're in a hurry. I don't think they're going to be rushing out to, to fix that problem tomorrow, but I also think they're, they don't want to hit I, October 10th and have to still fix that problem. And like, yeah, it's the two point, whatever I take out league min. Cause that's what I think Rizichka is going to get the same kind of situation when Manch and uh, Shillington ended up as RFAs after their first year where they didn't even play a full season. It was accept crawling off our and let's go, right? Like accept it and let's go. And that's like, that's what they did. Um, because seems like in a very similar situation right now, like, because that all happened just before the season and camp started when both of those deals were signed back, back way back when. Um, so yeah, that's what I see. But even then, you still have 1.4 million to deal with a winger. And that's before you move, possibly move out Valamaki yep. or someone else. So they've got room to get decent, like, winger uh that could play third line maybe second line minutes depending the cap squeeze is tight and agents know that it's late in the year the money's been spent so there's only so much but, to go but if, I, if i'm a player's agent i'm also saying congratulations you spent all your money that's not my problem but let's be on if we're being honest here the cap situation league-wide is why nazim kadri is available when nazim kadri is available exactly so exactly like you, can, you, can, you can't play it both you can play it both ways well, you know, but the Flames are one of the teams that are competitive with cap space. That's the difference. The, the, the fact the Flames are actually competitive and have the space versus a lot of the other teams that are with space like Chicago and, and Arizona. Like, these teams aren't competitive. Ottawa is the only other one. There's, by the sounds of things, still looking to do stuff on their back end. Um, Detroit's not trying to compete. Dallas has a lot of space, but like they're, they're the other one that might compete. And Nashville is about the same as Calgary. Other than that, I mean, there's Colorado and Minnesota down there, but Calgary had the space for Kadri. The only other teams that would have had space for Kadri would have been Chicago, Ottawa, Detroit, Dallas, Anaheim, Buffalo, or Arizona. So at that price that he signed for. So his options weren't the greatest, Here, even here's, at $7 million. Here's the, uh, the hilarious thing. So I'm stealing this from Sportsnet Stats. Uh, the folks at Bet Rivers posted uh, betting odds for the Stanley Cup championship. Uh, the Flames at when the Stanley Cup final closed were 20 to 1 underdogs for the uh, the Stanley Cup. 
Uh, when they lost their two best players, their odds went down to 23 to one, and now they are 16 to one. So, com- no, 17 so, to one. I checked. So. Yeah. So, oh, bet, well, betrivers.com. They're, yeah. uh, they're, they're 16 uh, underdogs, I think, plus 1600. So, here, here's the remarkable thing the Flames lost their two best players. The Flames lost two 100 point players, and somehow they become a better bet than they were before, at least in terms of the gamblers. It's because they lost weird. two. They lost two, but they gained three. That's the kicker. They lost two is significant, but they gained three. The Uyghur of it all is what really is putting the flames. Like they replaced Kachuk's grit and nastiness and everything in Kadri. They replaced the playmaking ability with a bigger, stronger Huberto. Now he won't be able to stick handle like Johnny does, but he brings his own thing. And then they improved on Eric Branson to Mackenzie Uyghur. And it's the good Branson to the Uyghur that makes the biggest difference in my, if I were setting odds for the betting, like the defense is the same else other than that. Their bottom six is the same other than that. Everything else kind of falls in the same. Well, so. And that's, and that's the thing like to, to steal a, a phrase from our friend, a uh, friend of the program, Peter Labardius slotting. So yes. the, 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 we, we've been saying for years and I don't, this is not meant on a slight, as a slight to Michael Backlund, because anyone who's read Flames Nation over the past decade knows that we love Michael Backlund. He's amazing. But here's the thing. On a good team, on a championship caliber team, Michael Backlund's probably your third line center. And now Michael Backlund's their third line center. That's pretty good. Uh, it gives you the ability. You're doing all It gives you the ability to give guys like Dubé and Pelche, maybe Rizichka plays the wing. Maybe, I I don't know what else they're thinking of doing, but it gives you the ability for lack of a better term to give, give Pelche some training wheels. And that's not, that's not meant to be disparaging towards him or to Backlund, but Michael Backlund has made a bunch of fairly borderline NHL players look fairly passable. It made some passable NHL players look like world beaters. Uh, if we, we call it the Backlund bump in the analytics community for a reason, because you play with Backlund, all of a sudden your shooting percentage goes up, your the puck goes in the right direction perpetually and life is good. And when that happens, it makes life easier for the rest of the team. And so now the flames in, in terms of, you know, tough minutes, you want to, are you going to go up against someone like, you know, uh, Elias Lindholm on his line because if you're playing Elias Lindholm, you're probably going to play against the Flames' best defensive players. If you're playing, if you're not playing against Lindholm, you're playing against Nassim Kadri, who is as likely to you know fire a slapper uh, on your net as he is to punch you in the face. And you're or you're playing against Backland, who is just a, a bulldog on the puck in terms of possession. He will give you nothing in your own in the attacking zone, and you will deal with it. And you you mentioned, you, you mentioned you mentioned the. Uh, Know, I think the the storyline to follow in camp will be just how how uh, you know Kirk Muller and, and uh, Daryl Sutter mix and match the wingers because mm-hmm. I think they're going to do a lot of different things. But I think you know we, we saw it last year. You know Coleman and Manjupani fit backline style really really well and vice versa. And well, you I know think, that I works. Think we're see a lot of different looks. But you know that you works, have, and you, you can have, always go have back. That to fall back on. You have that like, to fall back on. So I don't think we see that to start. I think we see that. Okay, let's see how. Like you want to see how Huberto and Kadri are going to work with what you already know works. So you're going to try a bunch of things to start, especially in training camp. I'm interested for training camp to see how long the fringe guys stay. Like the Rizicka, the Zari, the Patterson, the Peltier. Like I want to see how long they stick at camp personally because last year they were there for a game and then they went back well down. well last last year the, the they basically had two camp groups uh, yeah. they had the nhl group and the nhl fringe guys and then they had the ahl group 
And the reason why was because Daryl Sutter had never had a full camp with the, with the players before, and he wanted a chance to drill things in. And okay, like give it, given the circumstance and given how it turned out, yeah, that was probably the right idea. It, it yeah. worked out pretty well. Yeah. I'm really curious, Shane, if they do that a little bit differently this year. Like, do yeah. they, is it yeah. more of an integrated group? Are we going to see more, this, more of the same with, the, with sequestering the two groups away from each other? Are they going to be more integrated? Because we only really saw them integrated during preseason games and barely, yeah. barely. It was like you take a line from one group and plunk it into the other group and then, okay. That's where you go. So that'll be interesting. The other, the other thing with slotting is the uh, the thing with Mackenzie Weger because Mackenzie Weger is a top pairing defenseman. And the nice yeah. thing with that is the Flames before they had two second pairs. Granted, they had two second pairs that worked really well to the point where they could sort of use them interchangeably as a one A one B one, but they were essentially one A one B by default because they had a defined three and then they had two two pairings that were pretty yeah. good, but you had to use them in, in you could you had to flex them around depending on the usage. Mackenzie Weger is going to be on the top parent. And I'm curious how they mix and match. I'm curious. Uh, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm just curious. curious how that's going to turn out. To me, if you're going to put him on the top pairing, he's playing with Anderson. And that's Weger Anderson pairing. And then you go Hannafin, Tanev, Shizadarov, Shalit. Like, like, here's the thing. I love the idea. Anderson and Hannafin, to me, have to play in the top four. They have to. They, yeah. They're top four defensemen. That's what they are. If you're going to add Weger into that, and you've got two rights and a left. Zadarov is not a top four defenseman. I'm sorry, Big Z. I love you. I love you where you're slotted. I hope you stay. Uh, you're perfect. Uh, <laughs> Shillington, we know, works with ta- uh, Tanev. But did, are you putting Tanev there? Are you putting Shillington and his skating ability there? Shillington's never played his offside either. Zadarov would have to play the right side. He, he's played it in Sweden, but not for – like he hasn't well, not played Not at the NHL level. Like not at the NHL not at the NHL level. Yeah, and, not and, at the NHL level, and, not and, for seven And Zadorov did play his offside a bit last year. So it's yeah, doable. bad times. So so that's what I'm saying is like, like if, if someone's going to lose the minutes, I would envision it being Shillington. I wouldn't be surprised if he went, if we saw at some point, Zadorov-Tanev third pair, because Tanev's not I, exactly got I, three miles. But I think they're going to, I think they're going to mix and match. I think they're yeah, going to. It's whatever's necessary based on the situation. It, it It's, it's. I, they they will have set regular partners for certain games and to build chemistry and, and you, you need that you need I, to know I, where your partner just, is the ice it's very essential I, I i think i think the nice thing is you know on on paper at least how do you pre-scout the flames now i mean you, they're you, gonna you, they're you gonna can. have they're gonna have guys that t- t- tend to play together but you're like okay you're playing markstrom here's the scouting report of markstrom and then you're going to see any number of things that could switch around depending on the game yeah uh, and Darryl then there's Sutter, 10 minutes left, it's 3-1, and now all you're just getting a heavy dose of Uyghur Tanev nonstop. Like, what yeah. are you going to do? Like, yeah. right? Or you're, I, you're, the, short, the short bench situation will be fascinating because, like, you know, you can shorten the bench and just roll your top six. You can short your bench and roll a good top they, nine. You yeah, can but they didn't, bench. Really do, they didn't really do that last year, though. They like, they, they, to be honest, they, they didn't have to. They didn't really have to. Yeah, they rolled, and then whenever they needed to, like, because I, I just love it. Fans are always like, what? Chich out there with four minutes to go and i'm like well it's his turn it's his shift they roll the lines like they don't you they use four they don't but i think that's the phrase right he said he uses that was four. that was daryl's line he yeah. he doesn't roll four lines he uses four he uses lines four line. yeah. the four lines all have a purpose and to be honest maybe the fourth line's purpose is just to give the guys higher up the rotation a rest that is a use uh, i did want to mention when you mentioned peter's slotting phrase just brought it up before we move on is the fact that now if there's an injury 
now if there's an injury, if say Lindholm gets hurt, which they never had to deal with last year, well, now you can move back with them. And then you're not shy to put Rizicka, who now will be in his second year pro as a third line C and not on the fourth line, right? Like you have room for C. Fourth year I, pro. Fourth year. Well, for, uh, sorry, major pro, like NHL level I'm talking. Yeah. Like yeah. games in the NHL. Second year games in the NHL. Just call him a second year NHLer. Second year NHL. There you go. You got the phrasing down, um, but it allows them to do that and it allows them to. I, I can I can hear Paige and Mike screaming at the, at the at their computers about this utter disrespect to the American Hockey League. Yeah, they can yell at me. I don't care. <laughs> do not care. <laughs> but yeah, I agree. I agree with you. It gives them it gives them the ability. It provides them with insulation, especially like you have potentially Dubé who can flex. To center, yeah, flex the wing. Yeah. They have they have some guys in the farm that can do the same thing. Cole Schwint could do the same thing. They have Cole they have Schwint's a lot really good at face off. They have a they have a lot of guys who could sort of play all over the place depending on injuries, depending on matchups, depending on camps. Uh, so that's but it I'm, doesn't hurt to call anybody up now because everyone slotted so properly and you have the insulation. Like last year, if Lindholm got hurt, who's playing third lines? Who's playing second line? See, like right right like. You're, you you're you're just missing pieces you didn't have enough and now you are you're built exactly the way your head coach wants strong up the middle and strong on d they're they, they have they have an ikea offense right now it's full of swedes and they have all these extra pieces they can use they have all these simply required they have a bunch of wooden dowels yeah 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 and, and they that, do. And they that weird like in. that weird allen key thing which i don't know what to do with uh so the other the other the, the other thing we're gonna steal from peter is good people. Uh, let's give a shout out to Sean Monahan. He ends his tenure in Calgary after nine seasons with the organization. They were all spent in the NHL, and he was, you know, I, I vividly remember that draft. I vividly remember that, for lack of a better term, uh, tumultuous, let's call it, offseason. The Flames, in at the end of March that year, that was the lockout year. The Flames traded away Jerome McKinla for two random college kids and a draft pick. Uh, and the first pick they made in the post Jerome McGinley era at sixth overall was Sean Monahan. And Sean Monahan came in and he was good right away. He, I remember at that point, uh, you know, it was in the, the dying days of the, uh, the Jay Feaster regime. Jay did not last until 2014. Uh, but at the time they brought in uh, Brian Burke uh, to be president of hockey operations, sort of uh, oversee the rebuild and brian's whole thing was uh burke did not want to have junior age kids uh on the team he was basically mm-hmm. like if you're gonna be and you know uh, shocker uh, brian burke sending messages to the media but he told us repeatedly and i assume he told sean monahan to his face repeatedly because that's how burkey works he basically said if you're gonna you know you gotta be better than everyone else basically to make the team as a teenager and sean was very very good in that camp and then Berkey's like, ah, 10 games. We're going to see how he does. You get the nine. Yeah, you get the nine games. Yeah, we'll see. He's like, ah, we'll see how it goes. Okay. He he was good. He started scoring goals. He was good for nine games. They couldn't send him down. And then the the other, the other milestone for, for players is for 40 games. Because at 40 games, that year starts running the clock under UFA eligibility. And so the Flames could have sent him down half of the season, but he was, by that point, he was playing regular top six minutes. Uh, he was, uh, you know, very, very good at even strength. He wasn't getting a lot of power play time. That wasn't until later on. Uh, but Sean Monaghan just, Monaghan came goals. in and he was a very useful National Hockey player as a 19-year-old. 
Uh, he was a late birthday. He turned 19 his first little bit of the season. He was extremely useful as a teenager. And then if you're, if you're uh, Bradfield Vin coming in that spring after the Flames have, you know, they finished fourth and last in the league. And you're thinking, oh, God, they got a lot of work to do. Like the, Brad's to-do list was very, very long when he came in. But one thing he didn't need to figure out was find a center because Sean Monahan was very good. Uh, at that point, Burke, or at, at that point, uh, Johnny Gaudreau had played one game and Johnny Gaudreau and Sean played together a bit in the first couple of months of the 14-15 season, found chemistry right away. And all of a sudden, okay, you don't need to worry about your first line anymore. And then, so yeah, without Sean Monahan being Sean Monahan as quickly as he was and being as consistent as he was and scoring as many key overtime game winning goals, goals in general, without Sean Monahan being Sean Monahan, I think the Flames rebuild turns out a lot differently and a lot worse. Uh, so if there's is, one player that will get an absolute standing ovation when they come back to the dome next year, it's going to be Sean Monahan. And it'll so be one about be the other guys. It'll be very but, well deserved. But Sean Monahan not only deserves it, and I foresee it happening, will get a long standing ovation from the Sea of Red because everyone here, like Daryl said it, we respect hard work and nobody worked their butt off, even when he couldn't bend over. He couldn't bend over because then he couldn't stand up and he still was giving it every night because he wanted to win two years in a row, two years in a row of his hip locking up. The guy just gave uh, his entire body to the city. And I'll, 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 I, 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 let's, I love you, Sean, but it's more, it's more heart than brains at that point. I mean, I hope that Sean is fully recovered. I hope Sean has a great season. I'm sure, you know, uh, we were joking. We were joking about this before the, uh, we went on air talking to people around the flames organization, talking to people around the league. There's a lot of respect and a lot of, uh, a lot of affection for Sean Monahan and hockey circles. And at the very least, there's going to be two organizations, probably a lot more than two, but at least two organizations in the league will be really hoping that Sean has a good bounce back year and stays healthy because, you know, he was a very important person on and off the ice for the flames. And they really needed at that point, you know, they, they had Mark Giordano to be a culture guy right away, but you don't put a letter on Sean Monahan as early as you did without him being the right guy yeah and he was he was the right guy and he you know i think the flames organization wouldn't be where it is today for, you know in a lot of different ways without sean so uh we're hoping that sean he's feeling better feeling good i mean hope, i'm hoping that he's 100 percent at some point and is able to enjoy a nice summer because i don't think there's a lot of people you know in the league that deserve it more and you know, I'm, you know, the, I'm sure the, I'm sure the Flames organization, aside from the two games a year, they're playing against them. They'll be cheering really hard and really loudly for, uh, for Sean Monahan. So uh, I think that's, that, that basically does it. I think we, uh, I think we hit on everything we really needed to hit on. Uh, yeah. It's other, other than the, that, it's starting to slow down as camp rolls in. So oh, it's not, it's not, it's not slowing down. Uh, wow. We're expecting slow in down. the next, uh, I would say the next the, week or the, so, we should know uh, who the Flames uh, ECHL affiliate is going to be. Mm-hmm. Uh, by the time we post this, it'll probably be announced. Also, uh, the Flames signed, uh, kind of in a surprise, the Flames signed uh, Lucas Folk to an AHL deal. He'll be playing with the Wranglers next year. Lucas Folk is kind of interesting because he's kind of like Ilya Nikolaev in the sense that uh, when the Flames drafted Folk, sure. Folk was a fourth rounder. Uh, pretty well regarded as a potential backland. I mean, not as good as backland, but backlands, you know, backland wasn't backland right away, but uh, folk kind of bounced around Swedish hockey the last two or three years. He spent last year 
almost he spent primarily in hockey attend, which is the third tier in Sweden. There's three tiers made in, of major Swedish hockey. There's the SHL, and there's Hockey Allsvenskan, the second league, and then there's Hockey Attend, the third league. He spent most of his time in Hockey Hockey Attend. Occasionally went up to uh, to Allsvenskan, but he just couldn't he couldn't get a foothold in that organization. And if you're a younger guy in Europe, unless you're exceptional, unless they think you're sticking around, you typically don't get a lot of opportunities because. Let's be honest. Why would you? Same thing happened to Ilya Nikolaev when he was playing in Russia. He was in the locomotive organization, and yeah, because it's even he, worse in Russia, he was in he was an, he was an NHL pick. And so they're like, "Why should we spend time developing you if we think you're going to go over?" And shockingly, you know, because they didn't develop him, he had decided to come over. And Nikolaev had a very good season last year with Tri City, and I think that might that kind of uh, I think Nikolaev's success last year, playing big minutes in in uh, Tri City might've given the flames a bit of more of a, of a willingness to try out things with, uh, with Lucas folks. So we'll see how that turns out. They're going to have a lot of bodies in, uh, in the Wranglers organization. I assume. Uh, and, depending they'll be, on, and they'll be right where uh, Jolly Rancher can watch them. Yeah. And, and depending, depending on where the uh, my, I imagine that the ECHL team will be geographically closer to Calgary than Kansas city was. So I imagine the idea is they won't just have Daniil Chechelev and the ECHL. They'll try to flex some more bodies down with how many bodies they have under contract. So we'll see how it goes. Uh, but yeah, I think it's, I think it's, you know, this is the kind of stuff that's very interesting to, to hardcore people who cover the team like us going, Ooh, they're going to, they have a bunch of interesting players on AHL deals, but uh, you know, with folk, he, the flames have his NHL rights for one more season. And if you're going to give up on a player, or you're going to commit to a player. You want to, you want to see him up close. You want to see what he is. And if they're, if you're convinced that there's something there and when they drafted him in 19, they were convinced there was something there. If you, if you think there's something there, you want to see him up close before you admit that you were wrong or right. So I think that's going to be kind yeah. of interesting. The other guy they're giving a shot to is a guy named Josh Brooke. He was a third round pick of the Montreal Canadiens. He's a very big defenseman. That's the best way to describe it. He's a big defenseman. That, that's about it. He's got a PTO. There's no AHL he's, deal. He's on an AHL deal. Oh, he okay. He's also yeah. on an AHL deal, but he has an NHL PTO. Yeah. Well, yeah, uh, so, the way the way it usually works is if you're uh, basically uh, so, folks, just just so you're aware of all the many many bodies you're going to see at uh, at Flames camp. Typically, if you're on a uh, AHL deal, they bring you to main camp. There's a few guys that won't come, like if you know the the bottom rung guys on the AHL totem pole probably won't come to the Flames main camp. But uh, Wranglers camp is going to be in the same building as Flames camp, and so you're going to yeah. be in the same city. So I imagine they might they might there's going to be a significant overlap for the guys who are in both those things. But yeah, jo- Josh Brook was really well regarded in his draft year, and he's had some injury issues that have sort of cost him some development time a bit. Uh, if that sounds like Yusuf Alamaki, yeah, that happens. Uh, but, you know, Josh Brook, same draft year as uh, as Yusuf Alamaki, actually. And you were wrong, Shane. Second round pick. He was 56th overall oh, in 17. Yeah. He's a good – he was a you know, really well-regarded player in his draft year. 6'1", 195. Uh, he played for the Moose Jaw Warriors, uh, a very good organization. Shout out to the Warriors and the many nice people I know working in that organization. But, yeah, it's, uh, you know, AHL deals – they're, you know, you spend a bit of money, you spend a bit of time, but all, you know, one or two of those might turn out. The Flames, uh, you know, Josh Lomberg got, or Ryan Lomberg, I'm sorry, Ryan Lomberg got an AHL deal and then turned that into an NHL deal. Now he's making decent money. 
uh, Scarlett Hathaway to the same thing. So, you know, sometimes AHL deals are just guys who come in and they're bodies for your organization. And sometimes they come in and there's some value there. So the guys that know that they have to work every single shift, every single second they're on the ice to do anything. So that's why they make it. The guys that make it are the guys that work, they work their absolute ass off nonstop. So it's never a bad thing. Never a bad thing to have someone with that much work ethic in your organization. Precisely. And I think that'll do it for, uh, for this week's edition of Flame Station Radio. Uh, as always, delivered to you by DoorDash and by Eau Claire Distillery's Rupert's Whiskey, the official whiskey of the Calgary Flames. Uh, we'll be back next week for a, another exciting edition. And hopefully we don't have to break in with another midweek edition, uh, an emergency edition, hours after this goes up. Because was- <laughs> they're very labor-intensive. I don't know if anything major left is going to happen, but I mean, we'll see. You're never say never. It. You're going to jinx it like we did poor Matt Coronado. Hey, hey if something major happens, if I jinx it and something major happens, I'll be happy. <laughs> so I'll take it. Just nobody post eyeballs anymore. I'm just so over yeah, eyeballs. Other than I, Leslie. Leslie has the patent in Calgary. Let him do the eyeballs. Just let Shane. everyone else stop. For Shane, I'm Ryan. Thanks for listening. I'll see you guys next week. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.